We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. We know that the people who are dying from this from this uh, disease. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. You've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Saturday, the fifth day of February, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? It's good to see you. Healthy and alive. Um, slightly frustrated, but that's because of things that are going on, on the, at the home front. Uh, had a um, wonderful wake-up call this morning, a couple hours early, um, my usual wake-up time, um, thanks to a lovely new puppy at the, uh, well, I say new puppy. We've had it for almost a month now. I, uh, I thought you were going to say that you were out shoveling snow or something. You did have to leave last night to go shovel some snow. H how did that turn out? I know people that are uh, that are snowed in throughout the Midwest right now because they don't have enough state workers that are out working the, uh, the trucks. Well, actually, I was um, pleasantly surprised when I got out to the driveway and found that it was not inches of snow uh, like the yard. It was only about quarter to half an inch of snow. So I said, screw it. And... Um, was able to do the things I needed to do without having to shovel snow. So well, that's good. That's that good. Nice. Um, you guys, you guys don't know how to drive down there in the snow, do you? Are you okay? And then it, it's worse the further south you get from where you are. Um, so the snow's not so bad here. It, it, they do fairly well in snow. Uh, the problem we have here is the ice. Usually, when it comes to wintertime, uh, well, I say usually. In more recent times, we've had uh, freezing rains uh, instead of snow, uh, but. You know, snow, yeah, they, people usually take it fairly cautious and slower. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, doesn't mean there is an increase in accidents, but, the, you know. Yeah, but you guys don't have, like, the infrastructure to, to clear all that stuff. You don't have the trucks or the, the, the salt trucks, the plows or anything like that? Not to the same level that up further north. Um, we have enough to do, like, the main roads, like the interstate or, uh, you know, some of the main highways and whatnot, but not... Not like what they, not in the higher up country, for example, when I lived in Colorado, um, they did That's almost every up. street. That's higher up? Higher up altitude. Yeah. yeah. We oh, oh, altitude. So. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 So, so it's kind of they, a given they did there. it all the time up there. But yeah, it's kind of a given. You have to do it up there. Otherwise, people yeah. wouldn't be wouldn't get out for, I don't know, a month. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to do it. I'm assuming that the stores have been looted down there because of the, the quarter inch of snow in your driveway and the ice. Um, I didn't actually go to the store before all this hit because I knew that's exactly what would end up happening. <laughs> People yeah. would uh, swarm the stores. But we were already seeing shortages before the storm came in anyway because of uh, the um, Biden administration. 87%, comrade. Remember that. 87%. It was 91% mm -hmm. before the pandemic. We're now at 87%. You know, if you were to go to some place like Walmart, for example, like one of the super centers, so they have both the grocery store and the other products there. Um, mm -hmm. I would say that 87% is probably pretty accurate because 87% of the shelves are full. The shelves that are not full are the ones with food. 
all the other ones with the products are. That's a fair assessment. That, that's a fair assessment. Let's get right into it. Uh, let's, I, I mean, we could talk about the supply chain stuff, but you know what? I tell you what, let's, let's just, let's begin with this. Let's, let's begin with this. To that point, let's look at this. A former executive of BlackRock, we mentioned BlackRock yesterday and the day before, you know, we've been talking about the banks for a couple of days. BlackRock, that's the militant arm of the federal banking cartel, if you were wondering. Uh, and then, of course, they have subsidiaries, uh, Blackstone. And then, of course, you've got Vanguard and State Street, you know, these hedge funds. Yeah. Former executive of BlackRock, Edward Dowd, made this statement yesterday, shores up everything that we've been saying about the banks for the last two days. The global debt uh, bubble is at, is at its peak, and um, it's becoming apparent, uh, given what's going on across the globe, that um, we're at the end. And due to that fact, um, we're going to see um, lots of crazy things in the financial markets. I think uh, we're going to see um, the credit markets become unhinged. The equity markets become unhinged. Um, you know, the Fed got a reprieve from COVID when they were able to, you know, the cover of COVID print 65% more money um, to keep this thing afloat. But we're at the end end days here. And um, a lot of what you're seeing in the response from global governments is what I believe is um, setting up a system to um, you know, under the guise of medical tyranny to uh, prevent uh, the riots that are going to ensue once this thing all unwinds. That's my personal belief. And I, I watch what people do know what they say. They know what's coming. The governments, they know what's coming and they're going to lose control. That's why they've been trying to ascertain and maintain control because of what's coming, because of what they have done. As we discussed that COVID was the facade, we've now seen what's behind the facade. It's that looming debt. They've wrecked the world economy. They've stolen your pensions, all of them. There is no pension money, do you understand? There is no retirement money. There is no social security money. There's nothing. They've stolen it all. Do you understand that? There's no more insurance. There's no more 401ks. There's no more investments. There's no more stocks. There's no more mutual funds. It's all gone. Do you understand? Are you paying attention yet? So they're talking about um, they're talking about doing a digital currency, right? For the uh, USD, right? Getting rid of the USD and just doing a completely digital currency. Yep. Uh huh. The that estimations. They I'm that they, that they control. control. Yeah. It'd be it'd be a completely fully centralized. centralized. Yep. yep. Exactly. The 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 estimates I hear is uh, it will be thirty cents on the dollar. So for every dollar that you put into the system, you only get 30 cents. Drop dead. That's what I say. Drop dead. They're, they're the ones but that have created this problem. It's not, yeah, it's not because of like, it's not their policy, if you will. It's because inflation is just that bad. Inflation is just, they have to burn off the cash. So how else do you burn off the cash? Well, of course you give every single person a haircut. I have an easy way to burn off the cash. You want to hear it? Let's hear it. Try this one on for size. You shut down these criminal cartel banks. You arrest them. You lock them away for time immemorial. That is enough of this. They have wrecked the entire global financial system. There is nothing else left for them to take except for your land, your property, your assets. That's what it's all about. You triage the fake debt that they have created under false pretenses to enslave you and your family for the rest of your natural existence. How's that? I like it. The next thing I would do is uh, I would institute a currency that is completely decentralized. 
blockchain system that basically you would have to go to every country in the world and say, here's the deal. You're going to drop the debt of all the countries that, you know, you're holding their debt to and vice versa. Everybody's going to have to basically all debt is going to have to be canceled across the board. Everybody's going to have to jump into, uh, on board with this new currency and we just have to start the whole system over. Uh, because right now, as it stands, if you don't do something on that level, um, uh, it's going to be painful. It is. It is. But see, if we go through the hardship of that, my point is is exactly this. You go through the hardship of that. What Mr. Dow just said right there, they're not going to have any control. Oh, no, no, no. You think you have people out there protesting COVID? Once people realize, once they understand, we said this at the end of, actually, we said this before COVID. We were saying this well over two years ago. We were saying, what do you think people are going to do when they realize, when the people finally wake up and they understand that they have had everything that they have worked for stolen from them? Do you think that people, the average person out there, even the one that is the most dumbed down, following the the, the fake cooked up science and everything else and, and wearing the, you know, the, the five masks or whatever the hell it is. Do you think that they're going to give a damn about your politics? Do you think that they're going to give a damn about your COVID restrictions? Do you think they're going to care about that? They're going to want vengeance and they're going to lose control. That's what they're going to want. Now, if you're an out of control government, what would you do? If you're one of these these crazy sick psychopaths that are in these offices and in this bureaucracy, what would you do? I would be looking for a way to clamp down on my population as quickly as possible before the rug got pulled out from underneath of them. That's what I would be doing. Of course, quite frankly, um, you see, I'm aware enough to understand the basics of our history just over the last hundred years. I know how these things go. If I were a person in these offices, oh, I'd be turning coat real soon. I would be walking away from this mess as quickly as possible. You people in these offices, listen to me. You better walk away from this. You better come out, as as Arthur Pavlovsky said, it's time for you to come out and tell people what's really going on. You need to come clean. The people in the power structure, they have really, really put themselves in a bad spot here. They're in the jackpot. So it's scorched earth for them. That's their policy now. They have no other option. It's burn it all down. And that's what they intend to do before the average public wakes up. Yes, you've got people out there in the streets marching against COVID now, but those marches are going to get 10 times what they are once people have lost it all. So there's um, there, there might be one way for the governments to do this uh, to kind of mitigate the ire from the people. Maybe they could do something like we're going to if you if you jump on board with our our digital currency, our dig, digital dollar. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll provide food and, and shelter for you. But you're not actually getting rid of the problem. No, I, I get what you're saying, but you're, you're just trading one evil for another. If, if you know what I mean, but that's the point. It, it keeps them in power. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming from uh, devil's advocate side. Oh, of you're playing devil's saying, advocate. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Where's yeah. GP when we need him? Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. always on here playing devil's advocate for whatever reason. He's starting to change a little bit now that he's out of uh, now that he's out of California. He's starting to to understand that there is forms of conservatism in the world. So he's uh, he started to come around to that fact. Him being a conservative in California this entire time in Los Angeles of all places. Talk about being behind enemy lines. I mean, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the thing about it is that is the kind of narrative they're going to push. You, you take our digital dollar. Hey, we'll provide you with housing, food, maybe even a job. Yeah, but here's the problem. The governments are broke. The central banking system is broke. They, they don't have we anything to offer. 
They have nothing to offer. Nothing. We know that. And they know yes. that. Yes. But they're buying up a ton of property. They're buying up a ton of property with money that they create out of thin air. That's not even real. They're stealing it, but is all they're doing. They're yes, stealing it. Th yes. They're keeping the markets float, afloat right now so they can go in. The currency hasn't crashed. So everybody's everybody uh, that is basically head in the sand right now thinks that their money is worth something still. They, they don't realize that it, the, the $140 trillion have just been printed over the last 10 years. No, they don't realize that. So they're plus kind of in la la land. Plus another 65% during COVID, as you heard him say. Yeah. So we don't even know. Yes. We don't even know what figure he was going off of there. We're just yeah. we're just assuming at this point based on the, uh, the the receipts that we have. Yeah. So if he's if he said so before COVID went down, they, they were giving uh, one trillion dollars uh, a week. And then we're assuming what he means there is 65 percent more. Uh, so instead of one trillion, it's one point six five trillion. That's, that's, that's what we're guessing. We don't really know because. Obviously, we're not in on those meetings all the time, but nonetheless, they're, they're playing the game. They're keeping everything afloat. They're keeping us from seeing inflation more or less. I mean, we're starting to feel it, but they're, they're keeping it hidden. So they're going in and they're doing, as you just said, they're stealing land and they're, they're going in and taking, they're, they're getting up all this land and, and property so that you don't have the opportunity to buy land or you don't have the opportunity to own anything because now there's a housing shortage in a lot of places, especially in red states. And that's not just because people are moving out of blue states either. That's them buying up the properties. I mean, and whole, the, and the prices. whole communities. Yeah. And, and the prices, and the prices are prices. skyrocketing. Yeah. Because they're doing exactly that. So it's pricing so, you out of the market. But, but that that plays into their hand. As you price people out of the market, they're printing money so they can meet the demand. And you don't see the inflation except for in the housing market. That, that's the one place you'll see it and the stock market. But I think, they're, I, I think that's part of the game. They're going to go in and buy up all the stuff uh, as much as they can before, before they allow the system to crash. And then once the system starts to collapse, they'll be like, look, we're, we're going to go digital dollar. You guys jump on board with the digital dollar. We'll give you housing. We'll give you food and whatever. I mean, uh, you've got gates with uh, tons of farmland. You've got, you know, so it'll be it'll be something like that, I, I think, is how it's going to go down. Do you know what this is? And this is exactly what it is. This is the banker's last stand. This is it. If they don't get this right for them, obviously they don't care about us, right? That much is clear. If they don't get this right for them, they have no future. They're finished. We take control of our own currencies in the form of cryptocurrencies, which you notice that they are trying to, to 86 as quickly as possible. Any country that's now like El Salvador, any country that's now saying, uh, we're going to adopt Bitcoin as our, uh, as our national currency, we're going to do that. Immediately, immediately, the World Bank and the IMF are in there trying to bulldoze that entire nation. It represents a fundamental threat to their existence going forward. Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, the banks, the politicians, the bureaucracies, all these people that have made our lives a living hell and have stolen our future, our children's future, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren's future through fraud are nothing more than derelicts from the 20th century. They're nothing. They're nothing. They have no place in the world at present. They certainly have no place in the future. They need to be reminded of that. So when all else fails, let's just turn things asymmetric, shall we? COVID's failing. We know that that agenda's failing. You're getting one evil changed out for another. Oh, we're dropping all the restrictions. We're dropping the COVID passports, but we're going to implement more mask mandates. Okay, good. Good. I'm glad you're actually doing that because that means the pressure is going to be kept on you. Fine. 
Let's play that game. I'll play. Let's roll the dice. Let's see how that goes. Because I can assure you, the numbers you've got are not as big as the numbers that the people have right now. And that number is only going to grow as this gets further on. But before we get to the economic side of things, they need a cover, don't they? They needed a cover to hide what they were doing with the financial system to try and keep themselves afloat, as you heard Mr. Dowd say. And I'm betting if there's anybody that's out there that's in the know, I would say it's the former executive of BlackRock. I would say he's got much better information than what we've got. So you need a cover. You needed a cover for the financial system and the coming financial collapse. Initially, you needed something to kind of give yourself an extra boost to keep the system afloat to where you could work another game plan. That's what they did. That's what COVID was for. Now that that's coming to an end, that's collapsing. They need more time. They're not ready yet. They need more time. The system's failing. The idea of COVID was to get you into the digital system. You were to take the COVID shot. You were to take the COVID passport. On would follow the travel restrictions, the digital currency, the banking, the social credit, everything else. That was all to follow with it. People didn't take it. People are pushing back on it. Even the vaxxed are now pushing back on it. But you need another distraction, don't you? So what do we do in the United States when we have a problem with domestic policy? Well, it's simple. It's simple. We just stir up a conflict in foreign affairs somewhere. That's what we do. We've always done that. Enter the Ukraine and Russia. This is the uh, the State Department. <laughs> We're going to have to play it. I'm sorry. I know it's I, I know it's. Yeah, this is the State Department that is now trying to gin up because nearest I can tell there there's no other there's no other uh, Western nation other than the UK. It's just the US and the UK stirring this pot at the moment. The French are not doing it. The Germans are not doing it. Those are our two biggest European allies at the moment. They're not doing it. Oh, by the way, I, just a side note, I'm sure this might not be important or anything. The head of NATO, Jens Stoltenberg, yeah, he's going to be resigning. He's he's decided to take a, a new job as the governor of the Central Bank of Norway. Are you kidding me? How much more obvious does it need to get? How, how much more obvious does this need to be? He's out threatening Russia a couple of days ago, and now he's going to be the central bank head of Norway, which, by the way, that was a bank that the Fed bailed out. But anyway, back to the U.S. State Department. This is what's being said at the State Department. Listen to this pencil neck little weasel that wants to take you to war. We have previously noted our strong concerns regarding Russian disinformation and the likelihood that Moscow might create, seek to create, a false flag operation to initiate military activity. Now, we can say that the United States has information that Russia is planning to stage fabricated attacks by Ukrainian military or intelligence forces as a pretext for a further invasion of Ukraine. One possible option the Russians are considering, and which we made public today, involves the production of a propaganda video, a video with graphic scenes of false explosions, depicting corp corpses, crisis actors pretending to be mourners, and images of destroyed locations or military equipment, entirely fabricated by Russian intelligence. To be clear, the production of this propaganda video is one of a number of options that the Russian government is developing as a fake pretext to initiate and potentially justify military aggression against Ukraine. We don't know if Russia will necessarily use this or another option in the coming days. We are publicizing it now, however, in order to lay bare the extent of Russia's destabilizing actions towards Ukraine and to dissuade Russia from continuing this dangerous campaign and ultimately launching a military attack. Russia has signaled it's willing to continue diplomatic talks as a means to de-escalate, but actions such as these 
suggest otherwise. We will continue to diligently work together with our allies and partners to expose Russian disinformation and other hybrid tactics used against Ukraine. We continue to work to prevent any effort Moscow might make to justify further military action in Ukraine. We again urge Russia to stop its destructive and destabilizing disinformation campaign, to de-escalate tensions, and to engage in diplomacy and dialogue for a peaceful solution. Bruce, do you believe a word of that? No, not a single word. I don't either. I don't believe a single word that that little weasel just said. Not a word. I don't. Where's any of the evidence to what he's saying? Well, he just where's, gave it. Where's any of... He, he just gave it. Right, he, right. He just said it. Uh, yeah. Uh, that is just hearsay. That is just, uh, he said, she said level of things. It, 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 it has no relevance. This is what they're going to do. This is now what they're going to do. As I said, there are only two countries that are pushing this right now. It's the U.S. and the U.K. Boris Johnson's doing the same thing. His, his people are doing the same thing. As a matter of fact, Boris just lost his uh, his fifth advisor in his cabinet because of this. You you, you suicidal maniacs are going to go out there and stir a war up with Russia? Have you lost your... Don't even answer that. That's a rhetorical question. Of course you've lost your minds. Where's the proof? Where's the evidence? Where is it? Th there is about as much proof was, uh, with this as there was with the uh, the Steele dossier. Do, do you remember that ginned up piece of nonsense that they took to the FISA court 17 times before they could find the right judge to actually give them a, a give them a warrant for it? There's a lawsuit, by the way, uh, involving that. The Steele dossier? Yeah, yeah. They're they're looking to um, uh, basically they're they're suing the government over the Steele dossier. Well, it's not just government. I guess it's Democrats and uh, Hillary and yeah, it's yeah, a okay. bunch of people involved. But, uh huh. Yeah. All right, that's actually really interesting. To, but I mean, who's going to care now, right? Uh, I mean, if you care about uh, election integrity, if you care about you know uh, foreign powers getting involved in our elections, then yeah, this is an important um, lawsuit. But if you're all about um, you know using those types of things to your advantage to uh, um, sling mud at your opponents, then yeah, this is a bad lawsuit. Yes, a very good question there, Bruce. Where's the proof? Where's the evidence? It sounds like hearsay, doesn't it? Now, I know this is going to be rather lengthy, but every point that's made to this this little what I, I'm 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 trying very desperately not to not to swear here because I'm I'm better than that. But this this little weasel is questioned by a seasoned reporter, and he asks pretty much the same questions that I think any of us would ask when presented with what this this moron just said. Because this now, based on what he just said, what he just presented there, which was nothing, just baseless allegations, because they're, they're, they're wonderful at throwing out baseless allegations against Russia over the last five years. But this is now what we're going to base a war on? What, just like just like Iraq with with uh, Colin Powell holding up their uh, aluminum tubes and uh, uh, and some yellow cake uranium and a, a, excuse me, some sugar in um, uh, in a thing of some anthrax. If that was correct me if I'm wrong, if, if that was if he was holding up anthrax like that, wouldn't it, wouldn't he be dead? Wouldn't the entire chamber have been have been taken out by that? I mean, if it was in a sealed container, he would have been fine. But I wouldn't yeah. have been throwing anthrax around in there if no, I were called it, in it, to, to present. Well, I mean, come on no. Nah. No, it's it's it probably as you said, it's probably like powdered sugar, flour, or something like that. Yeah, it's it's not anthrax. Yeah, and then of course, there's no way that Kabul's going to fall, right? No, there's there's no way. No, there's there, no, it's absolutely not. I I don't even. I, I'm at the um, I'm at the end with these people. I, I'm I'm really at the end with these people because this this is the next. This is going to be the cover for what they're going to try to do with the economy. That you can see it coming. You can see this coming a mile away. 
Here's the reporter questioning this, uh, th- this whatever this this moron's name is. Uh, okay, well that's a, quite a mouthful there. Um, so you said actions such as these suggest otherwise. Suggest meaning they they suggest they're not interested in talks and they're going to go ahead with some kind of a. What action are you talking about? One, the actions I've just pointed to. Uh, the what fact, action? What? The, the fact that Russia continues to engage uh, in disinformation well, uh, campaigns. You, know, you made an allegation that they might do that. Have they actually done it? Uh, what we know, Matt, is what we what I have just said, that they have engaged in this activity, well, uh, in this planning well, activity. What but, activity. But let me, let me because, because obviously this is, not, this is not the first time we've made uh, these reports public. You'll remember that just a few well, weeks I, ago. I'm sorry, you, made, made, made what report public? If you'll let me finish, I will okay. tell you what report we made okay. public. Uh, we told you a few weeks ago that we have information indicating Russia also has already prepositioned a group of operatives to conduct a false flag operation in eastern Ukraine. So that, Matt, to your question, is an action that Russia has already well, taken. It's an action that you say that they have taken, you know? but you have shown no evidence to, 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 to confirm that. And I'm going to get to the next question here, which is, what is the evidence that they, I mean, this is like crisis actors, really? This is like Alex Jones territory you're getting into now. Um, what evidence do you have to support the idea he has that none. there is some propaganda he has none. In, the, in, in the making? Matt, this is derived uh, from information known to the U.S. government, intelligence information that we have declassified. I think you well, know. Okay, well, where where is it? Where where is this information? It is intelligence information that we have declassified. Well, where, where is, is it? it? Where is the declassified information? I just delivered it. No, you made a series of allegations and statements. Would you, would you like us to print out the topper? Because you will see a transcript of this briefing that you can print out for that, yourself. That's not evidence, Ned. That's you saying it. That's not evidence. I'm sorry. <laughs> what would you like, Matt? I, I would like to see some proof that you that 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 that, that you can show that that. Matt, you have that, been that, that shows you, that 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 you, shows that the Russians are doing this. Ned, I've been doing this for. a I long know that time. was my point. As, you as, you as have you, know. you you have been doing this for quite a while. You know I that have. when we declassify intelligence That's information, right. and I we do so in, in a means. In we do and so. I, and, we do so with an eye to that, protecting that sources and methods. Is not going to fall. I, I remember a lot of things. So where, where where is the declassified information other than you coming out here and saying? Matt, I'm sorry you don't like the format, uh, but we have declassified. It's declassif- not the format; it's the content. I'm sorry you don't like the content. I'm sorry it's you. I'm sorry like you are doubting just- the information that is in the possession of the U.S. government. No, I- I, what I'm telling you is that this is information that's available to us. We are making it available to you uh, in order uh, for a couple reasons. One is to attempt to deter the Russians from going ahead with this activity. Two, oh, in the event we're not able to do that, in the event the Russians do go ahead with this, to make it clear as day, to lay bare the fact that this has always been an attempt on the part of the Russian Federation to fabricate a pretext. Yeah, but you don't have any any evidence to back it up other than what you're saying. It's like you're saying, we think we, we, we have information the Russians may do this, but you won't tell us what the information well, is. That, and then when, when, that, when you're that, asked, that, that is the idea behind when, deterrence, Matt. When, that is the idea behind asked, deterrence. And when it is asked, our hope that the Russians don't go forward with this. what the information is, you say, I just gave it to you. 
But that, that's not what you you seem not to not understand. You seem not to no, understand no, no, the idea of deterrence. We are trying to deter the, the Russians of, from moving forward with this type of activity. That is why we're making it public today. If the Russians don't go forward with this, that is not uh, ipso facto an indication that they never had plans to do so. Uh, but then it's unprovable. <laughs> I mean, my God, what is the evidence that you have that suggests that, that, that the Russians are even planning this? Matt, you, I mean, I'm not you, saying that they're not, but you just come out and say this and expect us just to, to, to believe it without you showing a shred of evidence that it's actually true. Other than when I ask or when anyone else asks, what's the information? You said, well, I just gave it to you, which was just you making a statement. Matt, you said yourself, you've been in this business for quite a long time. You know that when we make information, uh, intelligence information public, we do so uh, in, a, in a way that protects sensitive sources and methods. You also know that uh -huh. We do so. We declassify information only when we're confident in that information. Wait, Ned, you if you doubt, if you doubt the the uh, credibility of the U.S. government, of the British government, oh, uh, of other governments, and want to, uh, I do. You know, find uh, solace in information that uh, the Russians solace? are putting out. Uh, that is <laughs> oh, that is for you to do. I'm not asking right. what, what the Russian government is putting out. And, and what, John, do you mean, what is Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's enough of that. You see, if you don't believe the U.S. government, if you don't believe the U.K. government and other governments that are involved in this, which are none, uh, if you don't believe the U.K. the U.S. and the U.K. governments, if you don't have confidence in in those two governments, well, then you're just following Russian disinformation. And if you can't pull out evidence to to what you're saying. And you won't show the American people that what you're saying, you know, threatening to pull us into a war uh, with Russia. If you can't point to evidence that shows what you're saying is true, then uh, you're the bad guy in this scenario. You're the one trying to start a fight. You're the you're the problem. Yeah, th that was infuriating, uh, actually, from both sides of uh, uh, that argument, because I would have liked him to ask those questions a little bit differently and some other questions, but he wasn't given the chance to ask any questions because the dude was just constantly walking over top of him. Mm -hmm. And I hate that. That infuriates me about those those pressers. Yeah, I, I can't stand that. But you know what? That right there, that is that is an example of what's running the show over there. That right there. That kind of attitude, that kind of individual, that's the kind of person, that spineless, weasel, pencil-necked attitude coming from these morons. You, you, you're just coming out there and you're, you're asserting that? You idiots. Do you, do you have any idea what you're talking about doing? These are not the people, that, what, whatever the hell that guy's name was, Ned Price, whatever the hell, it's not going to be him that has to go to a front line somewhere. That's not what it is. People like that, they run off and they hide somewhere. They go play golf. They make phone calls. They send emails. They go to cocktail parties. They, they hang around with peddlers and swindlers because they're peddlers and swindlers themselves. Patriots? You call yourselves patriots? You people are a disgrace. And I just, I, I don't throw that, that term around lightly. When you start accusing someone in your own country of that, I, I don't want to do something like that. That's awful. That doesn't help anybody. That doesn't get us anywhere. But that right there, that's your problem. So you're, uh, this, uh, what did you say his name was? Ned, is that what you said? Ned his name Price, was? I think his name is. Yeah, Ned that's Price. what they're listing. Okay. Of, yeah. So basically what, what, what's, what he's admitting to is um, he's admitting to American disinformation and misinformation. I mean, there, there's, there's two sides to this coin. The Russians are guilty of disinformation and misinformation, and so are the Americans. They, they both do this thing. So Of course they do. No, first, yeah. We've been doing this for a long time. I mean, it's Cold War era stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. The Chinese do it all the time. Yeah. 
But my point in bringing it up is if you're going to do this kind of disinformation and misinformation, you would make it a press release and take no questions afterwards. You can't have any dissenting questioning or views or any of those kind of things because now this entire video that we just watched is on the internet. In fact, the rest of the video with other questions and whatnot, that's on the internet. That means the Russians have access to it. That means they can see right through this and say, this is, this is a load of baloney. Uh, instead of making a propaganda video or some legitimate uh, you know, video that they staged or something, uh, in other words, what I'm saying is they're incompetent. If their goal was to uh, intimidate or to deter, they failed. They failed miserably. They did uh, what they did is showed to the world that this is this we're just a laughing stock. We're we're just we're just a joke at this point. And of course, the Russians are out. I mean, they're they're denying everything. Their foreign minister Lavrov is out denying. I mean, it's just it, it's turned into a. What 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 was this like a prick waving contest? I mean that that's that seems like that's what it is. I mean this is just ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Leave the Russian bear alone. Leave them alone. Now is Russia a problem on the world stage? Well, I mean yeah, kinda. You know Putin uh, he wants the old days back. I I mean that that's that's where he is. That that's where he is. He he was former head of the KGB. Putin's still a communist. They have an unholy alliance between them and the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, that's a problem. But you know what? Russia will do business with whoever. They will do business with whoever. The Chinese will not. There's a difference. Leave the Russians alone. Okay, let's move on to the Olympics. Um, you got anything else to say on that? Yeah. Uh, government's bad. Okay. Yeah, let's uh, let's move on to the Olympics. Nancy Pelosi's been out for the last couple of days, uh, warning the U.S. athletes to um, mind their tongue while they're in Beijing. Listen to this. As I say, as I wish the athletes well, I do not encourage them to speak out against the Chinese government there because I fear for their safety if they do. Uh, okay, Nance, why'd we send them there? If that's the case, why why did we send him there? The news reporters were told not to be political, and of course, NBC took their uh, their opportunity to take a couple of jabs at Russia while they were there, saying, "Oh, they've amassed uh, what was it, a hundred thousand troops on the border, and and uh, just as Vladimir Putin is here, and uh, come on, come on, really? You saw how things are. You saw how people are being treated there. Yeah, the uh, the the Chinese Communist Party." put a Uyghur Muslim out there to light the Olympic torch in Beijing, handpicked by Xi Jinping himself. You see, there, there's no problem there. there. There's no problem there, of course. It's all about inclusiveness, right? It's all about inclusiveness. Have a look. Uh, I know that you're not going to be able to see this, but you get the idea, uh, you the listener. Uh, have a look at the Dutch Broadcasting Company, who are there covering the Olympics, just outside of the arena. We gaan naar China, naar onze correspondent Sjoerd ten Daas. Sjoerd, jij staat vlakbij het stadion. Uh, wat gaat China de komende uren laten zien? And they get dragged away by the Chinese authorities. I mean, you know, it's 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 a free country there in China. Yeah, of course. You know, it, it, yeah, it, it's a very, very free, very liberal, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can say anything you want as long as it's not against the government. Yeah. Well, and, and only in the designated areas can you actually report and speak. Like, right. 
you know, you, right. Yeah. I, I'm still trying to figure out what, why we're even there. Why, why are we there? ESPN, of all things, ESPN, who's owned by Disney, they said they weren't going. They said, no, sorry, we're not going. ESPN, you know, the sports network, last time I checked the Olympics or sports, they're not going. They didn't go. Instead, the Associated Press sent over 200 reporters. Kind of says a lot, don't you think? I'm wanting to say they ended up going, but maybe they didn't. ESPN? I, I heard that they were going to boycott. Yeah. But there were several, there were several um, uh, prerequisites that you had to go through uh, in order to, uh, to attend. You have to go, of course, you have to be, what is it? You have to be tested like twice a day, I think. You have to be tested twice a day. You have to stay within the, uh, the little uh, Olympic village or whatever it is they're calling it. They've locked down, I think, all of Beijing. Well, most of it anyway. And everyone has to put an app on their phone. Wasn't that right? Everyone had to, to take an app. Yeah, they had to have the state approved app. But yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, the last, uh, this was two weeks ago, they said that they weren't attending for safety concerns of their employees. So, you know, maybe, maybe they didn't uh, actually go, which is surprising because it's Disney and Disney wants to get, like, they want to keep their market there. Um, but I, I, as I understand it, uh, China does the little game of allows people to speak poorly of them, like politicians and other countries and whatnot, and behind the scenes is doing business with them and building up their power and whatnot. So in the public eye, uh, you may see politicians and whatnot uh, against China, but then behind the scenes, you'll see them doing big deals with them that uh, other companies wouldn't usually get. Mm-hmm. On Friday, the Dutch reporter was pulled away from the camera as he reported on live TV from the Beijing Olympics. While the shocked Dutch anchor woman looked on, she she looked actually pretty uh, pretty surprised. She did look shocked. Yeah, she was like, "Well, what the hell are they doing?" She said, and I'm I'm just going to translate. I mean, I I think the Dutch language is is very it's very strange. It's it's a weird mix of German and English. It's it's really odd. Uh, we're going to China to our correspondent Sherod. I think his name is Sherod. Uh, Sherod, you're near the stadium. What is China going to show in the next hours? Yeah, well, we're getting pulled away, as you might notice. We also have been forced to leave another area, so I fear we'll have to get and then he was cut off when they shut the broadcast down well you still like i said there's certain areas you're allowed to broadcast in and you need to get clearance from the uh state on where you can broadcast the Politburo, yes. The interruption came from a man wearing a black jacket and a red band around his sleeve, which appears to distinguish him as a public security volunteer, a citizen-led neighborhood watch established to help police maintain order. I'm sure he'll get an extra get an extra ration for his troubles. Or maybe he won't get any. Maybe because it, on the world stage, made them look bad. Maybe, I don't know. That's true. I don't know. That I, is I, true. The, the, that is true. There's two ways that this could go, because it, it shows China being strong, but at the same time, it shows China as being the typical police state that we, we know them as. So it, I'm, I'm torn on which direction this is going to go for mm-hmm. that individual. It's a good question. Yeah, except for the one thing. I, what, you said China? What's China? I thought it was China. <laughs> Fair point. Speaking of that, where is Fauci? Anybody know? Anybody seen him? I'm asking I know for where a friend. He's not. Yeah, I know where he's not. I'm asking for a friend. Where's Fauci? So yeah, uh, word of the wise, just don't go to China. Don't don't go. Why, why are we going? Why are we there? We have no business there. If that's how they're going to treat people, and you've got politicians like Nancy Pelosi coming out saying, uh, I would advise the athletes not to speak out against the Chinese government. Why didn't you, you call for a boycott? Why didn't you restrict them? You're the Speaker of the House, lady. Why didn't you so, step up? 
I'm I'm torn on because of the uh, athletes. They they work all their lives to get to the position they're in. So I'm right. torn on barring them from going. But at the same time, I'm I'm kind of of the opinion that um, I don't know. Maybe maybe you guys should have gotten together with other countries and decided that you weren't going to do it in China and decided to do it yeah. in a different country. That would maybe, maybe that's something you could have looked at. Yes, that would have been my next question. Why why are we allowing them to host the Olympics? That would have been my next question. Is why why are, why are we doing that? Why why are we doing that when we're sitting here we're watching China host the Olympics with COVID restrictions from something that they released that no one has the balls on television to admit because all the people that employ them have business deals there. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. Uh, and Pelosi, ironically enough, uh, she has some business dealings going on in China and she's making buku of money there. Millions. I have I have think that she's saying that she's not the only one saying that she's just the most prominent one saying it. I have think that she's saying that hoping that there will be some type of a thing where they detain one of our athletes and then they can use that. It's their cash cow. I don't think they want any. I, I legit think they don't want any kind of problems. It's a cash cow for them right now. It is only a cash cow for them if they remain relevant in the positions that they are in. Once they are no longer in power, and this goes for any any world leader or young global leader or World Economic Forum member, if they don't stay in these positions of power, they are useless to China. If we overthrow them here in the West and we institute new government of foreign by the people, where do you think they're going to go? You think they're going to go to China? The Chinese will barbecue them. The Chinese Communist Party will. They're of no use to them anymore. Remember, they are the dupes. Why do you think Pelosi's running again? She's like one foot in the grave at this point. Why is she trying to running for re-election? Hell, she's bombed half the time she's up there in front of the cameras anyway. It's <laughs> true. True. It's either it's either she's not using polydent or whatever the hell it is for the the dentures, or she's she's hammered. I don't know which that, it is. I, you ever, you've seen that polydent Jack Daniels flavor? Yeah, you you've seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she let's, doesn't um, need the flavoring. Maybe, no, she maybe it'll go good with her Jack Daniels because exactly, she, that's yeah. all she's 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 hammered all the time. She is. She, now you can't tell me. You cannot. I'm, you cannot seriously tell me that some days when you see her up there at that podium, you cannot tell me that she has not had a few before she's been up there. She's had something. She's had a few of something. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's. Uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to go down that road anymore. Yeah, we're going to be keeping an eye on the Olympics. Sure. There's a thing here about COVID lockdowns. Basically, they there was a new study out that shows that they were ineffective. There was a 0.2% chance. I, I, whatever. We knew that they were ineffective. We're not even going to go down that road. Fine. If we need useless filler for the rest of the week, we'll talk about that. This was more important. Kamala has lost her fifth staffer. Are they going to flush her? Um, so based on their current narratives, based on what their narrative is, I, they can't. You know, the, um, uh, the the whole racist stuff they're they're doing and uh, they, they can't. They, they, they that, that's not a possibility in, in that sense, because um, then it, you, you, it would open the doors for, um, well, you just kicked her out because she's black or, you know, whatever. So they're stuck with her, though. But see, she would have to make a yep. lateral move. This is why I have to think that the one nominee that Biden put up for the Supreme Court, they've already torpedoed that one. So they're looking for a replacement. They might be purposely picking a few that they know that they're not going to get through and say, well, we looked at all these other options and we just don't have any good choices there. But Vice President Harris says that she's willing for the good of the country and for the sake of the Supreme Court to save the court. 
she's going to resign her position as VP to take the Supreme Court nomination. Um, I think they need her in that position right now uh, because the Supreme Court she's VP. a no, VP. VP. I think okay. they need her as VP just in case something did happen to Biden because he is getting old and he, the dementia does seem to be getting worse. I mean, the the outbursts of anger that he has at at the odd moments that he has them, that's a sign of dementia. But all that aside, um, she's an empty suit. She's she's, um, you know, she'll she'll do do as she's told, basically. I mean, uh, she's also quite radical. I mean, if you look at the the the. Uh, when she was, what was it, DA? Um, she, she was attorney was, general, um, I think, California. Attorney general, that's what it was, yeah. attorney general, excuse me. Um, but she was a so DA, when she she was was DA first, I think. Yeah. In San Francisco, I think, I think. Yeah, that's, isn't that how she got her position as AG? Is that I believe was? so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you don't need to, any more detail on how she got that it's position. It's a family show, it's a family show. Yeah, it's a family show, so I won't I won't go into detail, detail there. Um, okay. Everybody knows what I'm referring to anyway. Yeah, heels up Paris, I believe, as you've as you've said it. So, yeah. uh-huh. so she's uh, they need her in that position because if if uh, something were to happen to Joe, which I honestly I don't I don't wish that on him. I, I don't. That would that would cause if if there was something that happened and there was any kind of question that it could have been like a bad actor or something. Somebody, uh, if they could spin that kind of a narrative, it could throw us into war. It could throw us into chaos. Uh, you know something like that so I, I i don't want that kind of a scenario so yeah that they need her in that position and that's also why they need pelosi uh to be in office again uh because if something does happen and uh kamala takes presidency well they need pelosi um to fill in that position and uh, temporarily into the vice presidency until they tap someone else god help us uh, well that's uh, it's okay because they'll just tap hillary it's as simple as I don't I honestly think she's she's outlived her usefulness at this point. She's no longer relevant culturally. I don't think um, any of them are actually relevant culturally. No, but they're relevant because they're currently in office. I think yeah. Hillary's been out of office for so long now. She's got no political capital left. She, she has no political capital left. Yeah. And I think the ties that she had uh from like the the bureaucracy and everything mm-hmm. um those people have already gone on to other jobs in in the corporate private world, or they've um, uh, they're moved up in position and they don't need her anymore, basically. So I don't don't really see her taking office again. Um, I, I think it would be someone like uh, Buttigieg. I could see that. Anybody I, I could see that. I, honestly, that that's a that's a good choice. I, I could see that. Well, I mean, it's not a good choice, but we know he is a young global leader of uh, of the Schwab, yeah. con, you know, the Schwab, whatever, you know, the he's, forum he's, or whatever. He's well spoken. He he ticks off some boxes, you know, the uh, identity politics boxes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it would it would it would make sense to use him. Um, Which uh, other I could than see that, him. I don't know who else they would use. I could see him on the ticket after the Biden crew finally uh, finally bounces. I could see uh, I could see Buttigieg on the uh, on the tick on the Democrat ticket, but I don't think he has the support. As in, he was. I think again, he was one of the uh, he was one of the ones that dropped out. He did survive longer than most, but those could have been from inflated numbers. He survived longer than Kamala. He did. He did. That's for sure. She was one yeah. of the first to drop out. Actually, she was. The, I think she was the first to drop out. Uh, but, I think she was either the first or there was another unknown name that we're forgetting that dropped out first. I don't remember. Klobuchar, I think. I think she actually made it a little bit further. Uh, wasn't there one that was speaking of love and it wasn't Klobuchar. It was somebody else. Speaking of love. Uh, 
CEO or something. Yeah. Oh, there was some uh, no, there was. I, I, um, I, th- I think I know who you're talking about. I, I don't have a name for it. I don't have a name for it at the moment. But oh, yeah. Was she on the Republican side? I don't remember. I can't remember. I don't know. They put so many of those damn people up there anyway. I, I don't care about any of them. They're all a bunch of morons. Okay. Now comes the fun part of, because <laughs> it's the end of the week, right? We got to have a fun one to end on, right? CNN. They are melting down over there. Jeff Zucker, gone. Chris Cuomo, gone. What's his name? Uh, his Well, his producer was gone first. But this two Zucker producers. thing. Two producers, yeah. Th- this Zucker yeah. thing, this Jeff Zucker thing, this is, a, this is kind of a, a big deal. We saw this one coming when the CEO of Discovery, when he came out and he, he was asked about Jeff Zucker's position, because he did say that there was going to be a, a shakeup over at CNN. Mm-hmm. He did say that. And the question to him then was, what about Jeff Zucker? What about the president of, uh, of CNN? What about him? And he says, well, we're just going to take that one on a day-by-day basis and we'll see where it goes. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it kind of, kind of answer, which right there we knew, okay, he's gone. He, he's gone. They're just going to figure out a way to get rid of him. It could have been though, too, now in hindsight, it could have been that uh, they knew they were going to ax Cuomo and they know the Cuomo brothers, how they act. Um, well, I mean, it's inherited. I mean, that's how the family acts. Um, but it's, they, they could have been speculating that he was going to expose some things to the public and that would require them to take action. And I, come on, they knew Zucker was getting it on with his aide. They knew that. Yeah. CNN well, they, knew that uh, they actually last had, year. They had meetings as in like during the COVID time with uh, with Cuomo, with Andrew Cuomo. He was getting coached on COVID briefings. Yeah, but uh, OK, Zucker, um, he resigned over having the affair with um, the uh, his basically the, the second under him. Right. Um, but she was also the. What was it, comms officer or something or whatever for I think uh, Andrew? Uh, uh, Paramore Allison Golost, uh, an inappropriate close friendship with former Governor Andrew Cuomo, personally calling him to do news segments with uh, his brother Chris Cuomo. That was when they did the, uh, the two brother thing. They thought, oh, that's a kind of a conflict of interest. We can't have you doing that. And then, of course, yeah, that's when it was that's when it was proclaimed Q-tip thing. And he was. Yeah, the Q-tip. It, but I mean, quite frankly, he wasn't saying it just because he was his brother, but he was possibly the best governor in the country, mm. if you remember, yeah. if you recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, we thought that was a conflict of interest, but I don't think that was enough to get to, to get firings going or, or any of those uh-huh. kind of things. I don't think that was enough. So, nah. well. It's, uh, it says here that uh, the, the Post did a piece on the New York Post did a piece on this. Uh, the uh, Golost and Zucker, the latter of whom dramatically quit CNN Wednesday after their affair was exposed, also gave Andrew Cuomo endless positive coverage because of their relationship. Oh, of course he had great coverage. Of course he did. Oh, his brother was at the network. Zucker, the president of the network, was uh, was getting cozy with somebody within his administration who was coaching him and getting personal briefings on COVID, uh, COVID press conferences. Oh, man. I mean, it was glowing coverage. It, it also gives a question to uh, the woman he was having the uh, relationship with. How did she get the position there at CNN? That kind That's of puts that question. into question. That's a good question. And I'm, I'm and then, wondering if she's going to be fired as well. That's, or, that's me, interesting. Resign. Resign, yeah, because you're at that level. You don't you don't get fired. But somebody at that level, well, somebody at that network, but not quite at that level, who did get fired was Chris Cuomo. He did get fired. You told me he got the actual like they they cut him as yeah. in 
They actually he, cut him. He's gone. He he wasn't suspended without pay pending whatever, and then he resigned. They fired him. And he still had a hefty contract uh, that he had to, to be fulfilled. This is what Brian Stelter, of course, they're laying it all back on, on uh, Chris Cuomo now. This is what Brian Stelter had to say. The Chris Cuomo reference. Cuomo was fired in December, and he is not going out quietly. He was fired, and there were reports that he wasn't going to get paid the millions of dollars that were going to be on the remainder of his contract. So as a source uh, said to me earlier today, he was trying to burn the place down. He was going to court trying to burn the place down and claiming that he had incriminating information about Zucker and Gullist. So if that's the case, if this is a domino effect that begins with Andrew Cuomo going down the governor's office and then Chris Cuomo being fired from CNN and then Jeff Zucker losing his job at CNN, that is a remarkable domino effect, a chain of events. I think that is part of the story. I think that is part of the story. Really? Yeah. Mm. Hey, yeah. It's good deduction there. You know, put those dots together, you know, lined them up real well. Yeah. Good job. I, I, uh, there is a report now saying that uh, CNN is in talks to pay Chris Cuomo $9 million in hush money to stop releasing information on Zucker. <laughs> so maybe Stelzer was right. Maybe he was right. Maybe it is Cuomo that's, that's burning the place down. I'm not a fan of the Cuomos. However, I cannot fault them for scorch earth policy that he's, that he's using here because given the situation, if I'm at a, a place of employment, and they decide to fire me for bogus reasons or reasons that I think is bogus. <laughs> yeah, I'm going I, to burn the place down. I can't I can't even recall because when it happened, I just didn't care. Maybe I should have paid closer attention to it. I, I know what they fired his his two uh, producers for Th- that. I know that's that's burned into my uh, into my memory and I, I can't I can't get it out. What did they fire him for? I can't remember. Um, Wasn't it uh, something about inappropriate like behavior or something really uh, I'm, I'm wanting to say I, I i'm wanting to say that's what it was and I'd, I'd, i have to double check though i mean he's, i, I don't he's even got remember a pr- either all everything aside everything aside I, I i don't know if it's a facade or anything but I, i'd like to at least assume that the man has a pretty good solid family structure behind him as in like nice home wife children and all the rest of it i i don't oh, no, know it was the it was the brother thing was it, it the was brother for, thing? is that all it was the brother thing uh yeah uh, the, the network said it, it had terminated him in f- effective immediately, and it's uh, CNN fires Chris Cuomo amid inquiry into his efforts to aid his brother. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Okay, that that's it. So it was that, and they accused him of running cover for this this cooked up sexual allegation stuff that they're throwing against his brother to hide the fact yeah. that he killed all those people in the nursing home. That's what it was about. Right. I, I remember now. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's what it was. Because yeah, Chris was Chris was writing the speeches and whatnot for Andrew right. and kind of helping run cover. And so. that's where the whole Gullis, the Allison Gullis thing comes comes into play. Yes. And then, of course, yes. now that that's happened, Cuomo, Chris Cuomo, and I'm sure that Big Brother kept him well, involved. Allison, she's involved in more ways than just that. Because really? she originally worked for Andrew, got a job at CNN and was basically the number two. She was under the pre- the vice president or whatever they call it there. Uh-huh. And I'm betting the only reason that she got that position, now this is obviously speculation because we don't know, but it was because of her relationship with Zucker and uh, the interactions that Chris had with Andrew on the show was probably him strong arming Zucker a little bit saying, you have my brother on and let me help him out or your affair is going to be released. I'm sure that's probably what was going on behind the scenes. So I, I think she was involved in that, but I think she was more of a, um, a bargaining chip, if you will. 
uh, for lack of a better term. But I tell you, when you when you start getting into like these, uh, like the, because the, the media, I mean, they're they're all about they're all about playing the politic game. Of course, that's all they have. But once you start getting into this, this is where they start backstabbing each other. This is where the establishment starts turning on their own. This is where you start seeing political power plays happen. And it happens within the propaganda structure itself, too. And that's what you're seeing here. That's exactly what this is. The system is falling apart. Their number one propaganda arm for this whole establishment is being dynamited right in front of you. And it's fascinating to watch it. It is absolutely fascinating to watch it. All right, we are going to have to go. Uh, I do apologize. We are out of time. For those of you who would like to reach out to us, we would love to hear from you. Please do drop us a line at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. We would love to get your feedback. Good, bad, ugly, all the rest of it. We love getting your feedback. So uh, please do drop us a line if you'd like. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you on Monday. If you're listening to us on Monday, have a great weekend and we will see you tomorrow.